Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast based around the principles of our non-distressed auction model and Australian real estate concepts at work today in the US marketplace. We focus on scripts, dialogues, real situations in negotiation, listing appointments, prospecting, and all concepts to do with real estate. We look forward to being real and rethinking real estate with you. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate. Uh, today, we continue with the auction listing kit series, um, and I'm continuing on with Mr. Jason Scott in the room with myself. And today, our category, Jason, is pricing. We've gotten to the pricing tab of the auction listing kit. Um, we're going to take everybody through that tab. Um, pricing is probably one of the... Uh, one of the, I always say this, it's one of the most important things, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it, it seems to be every part of it's the most important. But pricing is probably the most confusing thing when it comes to a seller and explaining what auction is. They don't understand that it's a bidding to start from price. They don't understand that it's a, you know, there's a reserve price. And if that reserve price is met, they're not obligated to sell. They don't understand that it's non-disclosed. They don't understand so many different parts. That's why in the auction listing kit, guys, that we're going to take you through, it's so important that we show them the visuals. Again, this presentation is based around visualizing the process indeed. Agree with that, Jace? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree that the funny thing is that the pricing is important, yes, but not necessarily the specificity of that exact price with regards to the bidding to start from price. But as you say, it's important so that the uh, seller understands is on board and is on board with, with the process with mm. regards to what that price means and how that is worked and the results that that then brings us. It's not necessarily the price itself, but it's where the price needs to roughly be and the understanding around where that price needs to be. So it's interesting, um, one of the things that we found the most difficult to do was design the first page of pricing. If you were to flip over the page with the tab on it, you should see auction pricing at the top in this big blue blurb with a little Harcourt's auctions agent or Harcourt's agents there. Um, and uh, and you've got an arrow in an upward direction saying negotiation up, and then you've got the premium market value, transparency, emotion, fear of loss, competition, and then the reserve price and the advertised price of bidding to start from. This was one of the most, uh, mo it was the hardest to conceptualize, but it also was one of the hardest to keep less wordy, which it turned out pretty wordy from that perspective. This is something mm. that, guys, this is a page that is designed that in the presentation that you don't read it to the sellers, obviously, but it's a page that when you leave it with the sellers or you send it through to the sellers that they, if they have time, they will read it because it's one of the more confusing attributes of the process itself. So if we were to go through on a presentation perspective and move it forward and how I would present it is that is that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we've moved now to the pricing portion of it, probably one of the most powerful elements of the auction process. You know, I don't believe that it is the most powerful, but it is definitely up there from a perspective of us being able to draw the highest volume of people through the front door of your property. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I want you to understand is that process of auction is, is that exactly. It's not the promise of a price. It is the process I've sent a number of times. And what we want to try and do with your property is isolate it based on where it is, what it offers, and an emotional connection rather than how much is it, how much less can I get it for? And that's what the auction process does. I would say from a perspective, the best um, is allow true market value and allow a premium market value to be achieved. Let me show you a quick visual of that. Is that 
Mr. Masella, to break it down to you, you'll see at the bottom of the page, it states here that the advertised price equals bidding to start from and a certain amount. That amount is under the above value that is a reserve price. Now, that is a non-disclosed number that you would set at the beginning of this listing before the property went live as a safeguard that if we did not achieve a number that you were comfortable with, you are not obligated to sell at any period of time. The property would then go out to the public, the list price on that property, the advertised price on that property, and we have the permission to put in the public remarks at the very first is luxury auction or live auction bidding to start from X amount of dollars. Now, how do we determine what the bidding to start from process is? Mr. and Mrs. Seller, the easiest way for me to give you an example of that is that we had a property in Dana Point it was in Ritz Cove. The way that we determined the bidding to start from on that property is we looked at every other oceanfront property that is on the marketplace in California at the moment in order to expose it to every marketplace of California. We looked at how how could we be the best value per square foot of anything that is oceanfront property at the moment, and it, we came up with a bidding to start from of $8 million. Now, to give you an understanding of what that person's reserve price was, it was $11 million. Now, that property got bids in excess of $11.75 million on auction day, um, However, the thing that I'm trying to point out to you is how we determine what that bidding to start from price is, is that we don't look at what has sold, we look at what you're in competition with on the marketplace at this point in time, and we allow it, the property to be seen from a perspective of the best value per square foot or the best value in the market, if, if value per square foot doesn't mean anything whatsoever. Then we allow the competition, the fear of loss, the emotion, and the transparency to drive the process up and drive the price up, hoping to exceed your non-disclosed reserve price. Now, your non-disclosed reserve price, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, is flexible. You can increase it. You can decrease at any point in time under written instructions from you because this price, most of the time, a seller will set an inflated reserve price on the property, giving room for the negotiation down. Now, that room for negotiation down, unlike a traditional real estate transaction, is a non-disclosed amount that ultimately only you know, myself knows as listing agent, and the auction team knows, allowing us to really gauge the marketplace from a consistency standpoint and where the high water price is in the market. And that allows us also through those factors in order to get a premium market value. If there is more money out there, then the auction process will get it through the factors of transparency, emotion, fear of loss, and the competition, creating a negotiation up, and not basing the purchase on how much is it, how little can I get it from, but basing the process off where your home is and what is being offered. That is an important emotional aspect of it. Now, guys, I'm going to pause on that page quickly. Jace, anything to add to that, mate? No, I, my, my mind there, Ben, as you were going through that is where, when are you going to get, as I know, you know, with your presentation, when are you going to get to that point with regards to that traditional conversation? And and obviously, when we flip to the next page, we, we can touch on things a little bit further there as well. But um, no, exactly the way, you, the way that you suggest that. But what's important as far as some key points there that I think is, again, traditionally, uh, you tell the market what they don't have to pay to purchase. Mm -hmm. Okay, So making sure that there is an understanding around that. Um, and then also with regards to uh, that bidding to start from price and how that's collated from that market information that you just went through. Mm -hmm. And again, making sure that there's reiteration that the non-disclosed reserve price is important yes. because there is no reference point to what the seller would accept. Yep. So the market 
really is its true self. It really Absolutely. does identify. Yeah. Whether that's at, below, or above, you know, we don't know, we don't mind. It's, it's, it's making sure the seller understands that this is a true reveal of market value. One of the things that you can get caught up in as well, guys, on that first page, a deep explanation of the negotiation up version, negotiation down. Just remember the following page, which I've just turned over, which is pricing options, okay? And you've got the three graphs here, which is traditional imitation auction and, and Harcourt's auction, okay? Is that these, these can be more of a visual perspective as well that you can then, you know, decipher between the three individual options. And, you know, the traditional process, if we were to break into dialogue again, I briefly touch on these by showing them and because we, we're reiterating this in the in, in the beginning of the process where it's auction versus traditional, we go through this to an extent. This is just a reiteration so that nothing is missed. I think, mate, on this particular page, mm. it's important for us to go through that again if you can. Yep. Particularly with regards to what is the di- I mean, the difference between traditional and and the Harcourt's auctions method. We we, we kind of discussed that throughout, obviously, mm-hmm. but. I have had some questions from agents give me a call or, or shoot me an email and say, hey, what does, how does the imitation auction in the middle of this, what are the differences and what does that yeah. exactly mean? So I think yeah. that would be good. Absolutely. Um, and guys, reflect back also on auction versus traditional where we dive into that incredibly deeply with that summary page of the imitation auction versus a Harcourt's auction. Um, that's really important to reflect back on that um, because again, you often get questions, what what stops us just from pricing it low and then going from there? Now, um, getting back into dialogue, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, here is a visual aid where I can show you the perspective of what auction brings to the equation, the negotiation down that we've already discussed previously in the booklet where multiple price reduction creates less leverage from your standpoint because the buyer gains all leverage and then continues to negotiate further down. Also, that there is that spiral effect that, that again, is that negotiation down that's very difficult to stop from that perspective. The imitation auction where ultimately you can price it low and then try and get the marketplace to bid up, but only a very small window of a marketplace is ideal for that individual process, but it leaves you guys open to litigation. It leaves you guys open to risk. It leaves you guys open to the fact that you're basically telling the marketplace that you will sell it for anything above that price, and if you don't, you taint your property and you taint the experience and you leave yourself open to multiple legal avenues. And it also creates that blockage, that true blockage from a perspective of that we might be able to get it so high, but we won't get the premium because it's not transparent for other people to see the competition. They always question whether or not they're being lied to in perspective of value. And just to that point as well, sorry to step out of role play there for a moment, is in that imitation auction, the cleanliness of the offer, mm. the disclosure standpoint. Mm. Okay, not only is there the liability as far as price and things like that in that Correct. particular. I mean, I, I think it's an absurd. Well, way well, to well one it. of the one of the things that then I point out even deeper here that we go did back in auction versus traditional with this as a comparison. We on average will get five to eight percent more. Where do we get that number from? Is the fact that guys we have multiple properties that tra- transition from being traditional to an auction all the time within the network and other agents. We're doing them up in the bay. We're doing them everywhere where they have five or six offers on a property. They'll go screw this, I don't want to take them through the process of presenting them to the seller, doing all the paperwork up, figuring out what one's good, what one's not, and all the vetting. Why don't we just tell them that we're going to take it to auction? And in that process, we'll get on average between 5 and 8% more than what the multiple offers were previously because of the transparency. We've had a situation in the past, Jason, you know the property I'm talking about, where we've gotten 18% more than the highest and best offer in a multiple offer situation traditionally. And you know, that just that angers me to an extent. And you can say this to a seller, get passionate people. That angers me to an extent that ultimately, forget about that seller that's lost money. Sure, that's bad. But look, think about all the other sellers locally that have lost money now on their valuation because a seller has listened to an agent that's just interested in a paycheck than getting a premium value. 
Okay, and that's 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 important. Breaking back into role play, guys, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, then we have the auction process that creates that negotiation up and that continued negotiation up that if there is more out there, I will get it for you through this process because it's a true indication of value. And if it's not out there, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you still maintain complete control without tainting or tarnishing your property like you would an imitation auction or a traditional listed property with a bad track record. The other thing that I want to point out, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, as we look over the page where it states at the top of it here, casting the net wider. This is an example of two homes, one an auction, one a traditional listing, one with a traditional list price and one with um, one that says auction and bidding to start from $800,000 with a non-disclosed reserve of $1.1 million. Now, the interesting part about this is that from all of the research that we've done and all of the analytics that we've kept is that we have found one of the biggest questions we have when it comes to auction is, well, I don't want to attract people that don't have the money. But funnily enough is the people that don't have the money are the ones that are the best buyer for your home. And the reason that is because they've been conditioned. They've been conditioned looking at other properties that are less value than yours or what yours is perceived to be. So they walk into your property, never would in, would have looked at it any other way if it was valued at 1.1 million or you put a price on it of a million seventy nine. They might only have a budget of 900. They walk in, they fall in love with it because it's so much better than what they've previously been looking at and they find a way to purchase. We are able to create just over 300% more views online, and we are able to create over 51% more people through the front door of an auction. And the reason I truly believe is that we attract buyers that have got more money, but more so we attract buyers that don't think that they can afford your home if it was listed traditionally without a bidding to start from price. Those are the buyers that end up being the best emotional purchasers that really fall in love with the home and we get premium value out of. Most of the other ones that are, let's say they have a budget of $1.1 million, exactly what you're looking for, they're comparing you to everything else that's on the marketplace and they might be able to pay that amount of money, but they're still looking for a deal because they're so knowledgeable on that price point. The others are so emotionally engaged. That's where we get more buyers through. We create markets versus just dealing in the, in the traditional transaction over the other side on the left-hand side where we're just dealing with people with that individual price point, most of the time people that don't have that price point. So guys, that is the explanation of the pricing category of auction. Um, again, I think it's 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 confusing, and if you can and if you can articulate it in some way, shape, or form, don't dwell on it, guys. Don't dwell on it. Don't don't try and over-explain it for the sake of over-explaining. If they've got questions on it, that's great. Explain, but if they don't have questions, move through it quickly. Okay. So guys, our next episode will be the process exposure, um, which is kind of the same thing as marketing. I changed the word from marketing to exposure. I like exposure better because auction definitely gives greater depth of exposure. Thanks, everybody.